Welcome to another great episode of Murray Musings. I'm Peter, and we've got our wonderful co-host with us, Scott and Claire. How are y'all doing today? Hi. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, doing okay. Doing okay. I was just saying just before we started recording, it's tipping a demo rain here, so I'm not sure. Like, I'm trying to like not let it dampen my spirits before this because this is a good episode we've got going on. But there is literally oh, there yeah. is literally a thunder and lightning storm like going and kicking off outside. So like you know, if any of our listeners can hear like you know. Any, any, any crashing and banging. It's not me just knocking stuff over as usual in Murray Mason's HQ. It's actually just some thunder and lightning. It's just um, some typical so. Scottish weather. It'll it be sunny again in half an hour. It literally will be, yeah. I no. was just about to say, it's raining in Scotland? I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty regular, yeah. It's uh, our usual, our usual weather right here. I was going to, I was literally going to try and... into We're falling into a little bit of a pattern here about talking about the weather early on in our, our podcast. I'm pretty sure we did this with Courtney what? as well. And she was like, guys, what are you two... What are Let's you Listen, you know what? Like, we should start every Murray Musings episode where we Murray Musings weather forecast. I think you know. I think that uh, I think that our listeners would be quite interested in that. To be honest, like you know, even even when we put episodes out like days after we've recorded it, I'm sure people will be really interested in day old weather reports. I think personally. So like maybe we could maybe we could start it. No, never mind. We'll stop rambling on, shall we? <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's move on to our wonderful uh, guest. We have a great guest today mm-hmm. that a lot of our listeners may know personally. Some pro tennis players do too. Andy's coach, Mark Petchy, has described our guest as a tennis and Twitter fanatic on live TV. Mm-hmm. Our special guest is known as Lob Winners on Twitter, also known as Michael. Michael, how are you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. A little bit tired after a long and busy week, which I'm sure we'll talk about. For my weather, it's actually the sun has just peeped out. It was raining about Ooh. 10, 15 minutes ago, but in Leicester, it's not too bad at the moment. Not too yeah, bad. Can, a few drops and maybe a it. rainbow. I can see the sun shining yeah. through on your yeah. face, yeah. making you look all <laughs> angelic, Michael. You're looking glorious. Looking <laughs> good, yeah. It's a nice glow you've got going on there. It's nice. Yeah. There's <laughs> a week of sitting in, well, partial sun. There was a few rain showers mm. going in, but it will always... Uh, Either come out red, but after a few days it'll turn to brown. Yeah. Oh, see, I just go, I just go white to red to white. So. <laughs> I'm a little bit like that. I've got Irish genes. Ah, so that's fair. That's fair. You understand? Yeah, that's not fair. the best. So, Michael, we usually start our conversations mm. with guests by asking what your origin story of getting into tennis is. Can you explain your Twitter handle and what or who inspired you to get into tennis? Well, my, my Twitter handle is Lobwinners. Everyone knows. It's the sort of iconic shot that people know about Andy Murray. Mm. It's, his, it's his like signature shot, you could say in a way. You know, the Davis Cup final winning point. So many over the years, you know, there's so many collections. Him lobbing Ivo Kolovic, who's like six foot eleven. You uh-huh. know. So that was the main inspiration. My my sort of tennis origin story is a very Andy Murray orientated, like I'm sure a lot of people our age who are based in the UK are. You know, I remember watching him play at Wimbledon in two thousand and five. Back when I didn't really know a lot about tennis. I followed him through his Grand Slams through the late two thousands, early twenty tens, I'd say around twenty twelve his first Grand Slam, uh, first Wimbledon final and um, the Olympics triumph was when I started to follow it a little bit more outside of Grand Slams into ATP Tour events. Um, and then I watched him play quite a lot at the O2 Arena, ATP finals in 2015-16 when he had a great run. Nice. And um, it's sort of, that was my sort of first attending live tennis and that's kind of flowed from there as well. I've never been to the um, the ATP Tour Finals. It's always something that I wanted to do, and now it's not going to be in London anymore yeah. now, so that's pretty much my chances are, are out the door. <laughs> I, 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 I would have loved to have gone in 2016. Like, what, what, um, what was that like when you were there, Michael? Yeah. It was great. An added bonus of it is my birthday is the same week. I actually watched Andy play Marion Chilich on my birthday, which was pretty cool. <sighs> nice. Um, nice uh, so watched him. I watched him play twice that week. He played Kanish Shakorian and the second match, and it was like maybe over three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I remember it finished maybe half an hour before the next session was meant to start. It overran completely, but it was an epic three set match. Um, I, I like the concept of it because you know you can pick two days, you're going to see everyone play, which is cool. Um, it's a good setting because there's a lot to do in between matches, a lot of restaurants, bars places to chill out um 
and it's very accessible, easy to get to, you know, in central London. I, I thought it was, um, at, at the very start, it kind of withered away because Goethe Arena is so big and it was getting built up. But we used to have a big fan zone where players practice sort of in the middle, so you could walk around, watch, lots of stuff to do it. It kind of got smaller and smaller as the years went by um, because they didn't really have the space. Um, but I thought at its sort of... Um, like I would say the best years I went were like 2015, 2016 and I thought that like that was like it was definitely one of the best events on the tour you could go to at that point I thought the quality of tennis was high even the doubles you know which that is, is I think not promoted enough but I thought that was you know it was a really good showcase for the top doubles teams as well um, and yeah it, it was a, a, re a really good event really enjoyable time I think um, doubles gets so much more appreciation when you've actually been able to see it live, doesn't it? You you can uh, yeah. you can you can see what's going on more, and you can get a better understanding of it. Because I was I was never really that fussed about doubles myself, um, until I think the first doubles match that I saw in person was the twenty fifteen Davis Cup semi final GB against Australia, and obviously that was oh, that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> that was you know that's a pretty one. that's a pretty good one to go and see for your first doubles. Um, match and ever yeah. since then I've been absolutely obsessed with doubles so um, yeah I would have liked to have been able to see that at the, the O2 as well boohoo I won't be able to I'll meet like go to Shanghai or something like, just jump they, on a plane Claire just, just go for it go well <laughs> yeah yeah well I mean I'll, I'll soon be double vaccinated so I can probably go anywhere I want <laughs> I also think if you play tennis you get a greater appreciation of doubles yeah because um, a lot of good times I've played, I've actually played doubles, yeah. you know, a bit more social aspect to it. And, and yeah, like you say, you get a better appreciation of what it's like to play, um, to watch it when you've been playing a little bit, I think. Absolutely. Well, Scott, Scott would be able to talk yeah. more about that than me because I mean, I oh, don't even like we're not. You know what? Like our listeners are here to to you know listen about Michael's like great week of Wimbledon. They don't. They don't, they don't, they don't need to hear doubles. me like <laughs> riff off on trying to play doubles. I just can't volley. Like I can't volley at all. Like I'm at the net and I'm a liability. Like people are hitting the ball over the net and I'm like <laughs> trying to like flap at it, flap it back over the net and I'm I just I just don't know how to volley. Like I, I can't. I just can't volley. I like can't make the back of the court i'm fine but like at the other net i just I'm, I'm like i'm like i don't how do i put my net in my racket anywhere it's just terrible so like I, i'm not i'm not i won't bore everyone with more complaints about doubles here because <laughs> i just can't play it like but you are right Michael. like it's full full respect to like the doubles players when you see them on tv like or, or in person even like it's just insane like it's absolutely insane to watch but um but anyway yeah enough about my my, my terrible time at doubles i can't somebody somebody asked the next question i'm gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um michael um you've gotten to know personally many tennis players can you mention a few of the wonderful interactions you've had like getting tickets from mm -hmm. players and being recognized by ali risk at wimbledon yeah, like uh, Ali Risk is, is the main one. Um, she's a great player. I know I watched her play Nottingham in 2017 and she was playing Heather Watson and I was the one, one person cheering for the American. So it kind of stood out a little bit. And then Aww. she came and said hello after the match. And it's like through time that she, we've, I've seen her quite a few times. Um, another player I know is a player who plays at the ITF level. Um, and some grand slams in doubles because she got the top one hundred ranking in doubles is Georgina Garcia Perez from Spain. Oh yeah, I, mm -hmm. I know her, I know her fairly well. We travelled quite a bit, and she gave me some accreditation passes to Wimbledon in two thousand eighteen, the Australian Open in twenty twenty, and Birmingham in twenty twenty one. I was kind of a, a suit. I was a coach. <laughs> and, and, and I'm doing air, air, air inverted commas um, because I, I didn't do an awful lot of coaching but I picked up a few balls at practice and, and carried some bags and, and, and got my wife but mm. um, you know I'm, look, I'm, I'm lucky in that regard to, to have gotten to know a couple of players you know for, through you know being at the Australian Open I was there for about 10 days mm -hmm. and I was able to dine in the players area and, and meet, meet players that I'd already met before um, and to get interaction with them because they're all, they're all every single player maybe good, good mega stars like a Djokovic Nadal are a little bit in, if they still have that aura mm -hmm. but a lot of players are very normal very approachable willing to have a laugh and a joke 
Um, so, you know, a couple of them follow me on Instagram. Risk is one of them. And she was very kind enough to give me a ticket to Wimbledon quarterfinal in 2019 when she played Serena Williams. Oh. Um, that was an amazing experience, personally, to sit um, just just one row behind the player box. Um, to the right of me, Venus Williams was sitting, you know, um, Serena's husband, you know, lots of very notable names. Yeah. Um, the US Fed Cup captain, you know, among others, you know, that was pretty insane. Um, another one very recently, I'll talk more about my Wimbledon experience, mm. but I'll just briefly go into this. Now, Kai Yuvan uh, from Slovenia, I watched her play in early 2019 in a Fed Cup, um, which was held in Bath, Bath Uni. Um, and um, then in 2019, Wimbledon, I went to the qualifying at Roehampton and watched her play all her matches there, and we kind of interacted a little bit for Instagram. And I've watched her play a lot since then, Australian Open. And she sent me a message after her second round match this week saying, I'm playing Coco Golf. I think it's going to be on a big court. Do you want to come? Of course, yes. I was not going to deny that. You were like, no, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so that was a cool experience yesterday as we're recording on Sunday. It was on Saturday, the match. Um, and, you know, like you say, She's represented it by the same people who represent Roger Federer. So Tony Godsick, Roger Federer's agent, mm-hmm. was about ten meters sitting away from me. You know, people mm-hmm. like that. You know, it can be a little bit surreal in your strain open a hell open a door and Novak Djokovic, you know, <laughs> it, you know stuff like that. You know, it, it, there is moments where you think, you know, am I living in a dream? But I'm lucky to have these experiences, and um, it's pretty cool. It's very very cool for a big fan like myself. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting here not at all jealous. Yeah. You're kind of, like, living yeah. the dream, to be honest. Like, like, I, want, I want to be friends with tennis players. Yeah. If any tennis players are listening to us right now and fancy being a friend, like... Yeah, go on, message Scott. Let us know. Get, get let us know. Uh, I'm kind of, kind of yeah, keen for just it. Just um, slide, on, slide on into your DMs. Just fancy, yeah, you know what? Like, you know, if you think that we sound cool, you know, we are. So, like, you know, well, we're not. But um, we, you can, you know... You're, 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 you're a co-host of a podcast with, you know, a tennis DJ. That's your you know what, friend. exactly, yeah, yes. exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've seen mm-hmm. Andy Murray's match with Oscar. Can you talk about that? Yeah, funnily enough, I was not meant to be there. I was, I didn't have a ticket for Centre Court that day. My One of my friends did and I had to leave about halfway through set two. Oh. I got a text <laughs> saying, look, I'm not, I have to go. I've got work in the morning or something like that. So I got the where they were and I did not know where the seat was going to be until I got there and it was as uh, may, some of you may have seen I was on TV for most of the match <laughs> I got about 25 text messages from people and they said I can see you on TV <laughs> and um, so it was, it was an ordinary experience it's the first time I ever watched Andy play at Wimbledon mm. it was obviously one of my things I really wanted to do uh, like one of my last bucket lifts things actually watching him play at Australian Open was one of the reasons I went he didn't play so it was a bit of a regret yeah but, you know, to get to that chance to see him playing singles at Wimbledon was insane. Um, and when he lost the second set, just as I was about to walk in, so it's beginning of the third set, and the crowd was a little bit grumbly. I think they still expected him to win, but they thought he was going to be a lot more comfortable. Um, and Oscar Otto played unbelievably well for the two sets that he won, and even throughout the rest of the match, I thought he played excellently, served well, you know, hit so many lines, I couldn't believe it at some point. And at the end of the third set, I think a few people were worried. I think a lot of people still had a lot of confidence that he was going to turn it around and we were all waiting for the roof to close because mm. we knew, you know, once the roof closed, there's going to be a different atmosphere. But I couldn't have even imagined what it was going to sound like, you know. Um, I could tell, I think maybe as, as a byproduct of the sales system this year, of, of there was definitely a few, a lot of, I could hear a lot of Scottish accents in the crowd. And a lot of people who were just really rooting for him, not afraid to be like vocal. And he obviously tapped into that at the end of the fourth set when he was controlling mm. the crowd. The noise was unbelievable. I, I had goosebumps, literally yeah. had goosebumps. Yeah. And then I, I, was, I was not being too quiet myself either. <laughs> I was definitely getting involved in some of the cheering and chanting. Yeah. And, but it was just an amazing experience watching you know him find a way to win. Mm. You know, Obviously, we all know he's not at his very peak right now. But he used every single bit of experience, yeah. bit of craft, court craft, mm. you know, to work out how this guy was playing and what he had to do to win. But you know, which was special to watch. 
and watching the way he motivates himself, you know, his, his demeanor around court, mm. you know, it was one of those things where in 20 or 30 years, I will sit back and think about that night because it was, it was an unbelievable feeling, you know, the atmosphere was incredible yes. and on court action was just as incredible as well. Yeah, it, lo- it looked like, I, I remember, I remember, like it looked like, like the roof came over, obviously, and like the lights came up and like the sound level just went with it and it was just like, it, it, it sounded like on TV, even on TV watching it, it was like the, the, the kind of like, the cheer from the crowd was like reverberating around like the yeah. arena roof. and like roar. It's crazy. It was like, I, 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 it must be, even just from watching it, one of the, one of the best atmospheres I've seen like on Centre. And Centre Court has seen its fair share of, you know, intense yeah. atmospheres. And but like... I think a unique, a unique thing is in 2021, most of the upper... Um, levels are completely empty but sort of the last eight or nine rows because of the 50 percent capacity but they're keeping most of them quite tight yeah so that meant i think because sam was being in one over like you said when your roof's open it was kind of leaving a bit there was a few people who i think as well after the first set were expecting a quite comfortable win and weren't really ready for a dog fight yeah. um and then when the roof came everyone you know a few more alcoholic beverages have been consumed <laughs> by a few people as well. Uh, the atmosphere uh, seemed a little bit more like a sort of classic Davis Cup. It did actually. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It was like it was like it was like a Davis Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you could even say like a football or a rugby match type atmosphere mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So like, what? You know what, like, what did you think of Andy's Wimbledon generally? Like, what, like, what are your, it's, you know, what are your thoughts? It's, it's a really tricky one because uh, I, I didn't, uh, contrary to a lot of people, I didn't think he played that badly at Queen's. Okay. I thought he played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Berrettini was a really tough opponent in round two, and I also thought if it was a longer match, he might have been able to figure him out a bit more. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, from memory, the first set was fairly close. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I thought round one was a very quality win. Obviously, it could have been even more straightforward, but for for we, you know, he really hasn't played an awful lot of tennis in the last six to eight months, and so to come on play best of five, which is very physically demanding as well. I thought that was the mm-hmm. most encouraging thing. Is it didn't look like his body held him back at all. Yeah, in any of the matches. Yeah, which which was which was really encouraging because we've seen flashes of him in the last year, year and a half where he's played well. Mm-hmm. And ran out of steam almost, or picked up a niggle, you know, or something. But I thought, yeah, he played. He played a, a good level of tennis. I, I obviously, he won't be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And if he can keep his body healthy and keep the niggles out, I'm sure it'll improve tenfold. Yeah. Um, and you know, the match against Shapovalov was a little bit frustrating mm. because he played really well to get back into the first set. Yeah. Yeah. And that was quite an impressive few games. But then, credit to Shapovalov, he played a really high standard. And round three, I guess it's kind of path of a course for where he's at. I think he's always going to be, uh, you know, if he could, especially if he can get some regular match play before next year on grass. Mm. He's so naturally comfortable. He's always going to be a contender. It would be interesting to see if he plays the US Open. I'm sure he will, and what his level will look like, uh, and also into the Olympics as well, mm. which I'm uh, which I'm excited for too. So wasn't for the Olympics. Yeah. yeah, I'm very excited. Like over because it's gonna be it's three sets, isn't it? Like best three sets, or maybe up until yeah. the semi or the finals. Well, I think the final is best to five. Right. Fi- fi- yeah. yeah, final is definitely best to five, and mm. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember about the semi finals if it switches or if it stays. Best. I think I remember the semi finals in at least in 2012 were best of three because yeah. uh, Federer and Del Potro played like an epic. Yes. Uh, yeah, 13, epic 11, yes. best of three match. Yes, I do remember that too. I do remember that too. What um. So obviously, yeah, looking forward to the Olympics uh, and looking forward to Andy playing there, Michael. But what, uh, you know, <laughs> I think me, <laughs> Peter and Claire have all done our, you know, have all done our analysing and all done our crying and all done our kind of questioning in terms of, you know, what Andy said quite recently, um, you know, after afterwards, after his, uh, after his defeat about um, what were his exact words? We should probably have him handy, but... Um, he, he said he wondered if it was all worth it, like yes. the work that he was putting in and not seeing the results. He, he says you have to wonder if it's all worth it. Yeah. But I, I watched the, um, Lynn, uh, at Peggy Sue 161 on Twitter, she tagged me in it because I couldn't find the, the link anywhere on the, the BBC 
Um, and actually mm. watching it, it's not... He does say those words, but it's not as bad as the media reports made it sound. Like, yeah. he doesn't sound... He doesn't sound down on himself. He doesn't... He didn't sound like, you know, like he was in a slump or he was being really defeatist. I think he was just being quite matter-of-fact and mm. being like, well, you know, like... I, it, you know, it's 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 he's obviously right off the back of his loss, so he yeah. is probably being a bit more brutally honest than normal. Mm, but hard on himself. It it certainly wasn't as bad as it was being made out, where it's like he's ready to chuck in the towel. I mean, yeah. that's the that's a, what I got from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be keen. Have you have have any of you actually seen the the clip? Yeah, so I saw the clip and I've seen other quotes about um the interviews and um. To quote him, uh, he was saying with uh, Dennis's match, he said, I'm not expecting and saying, like, I would beat Dennis. Uh, he's a brilliant player, but I feel like I can do a lot better than what I did this evening. And, I mean, he's such a perfectionist yeah. mm-hmm. that I get his dismay and disheartened, you know, kind of, like, what am I supposed to do after all of this training, you know, mm-hmm. that I played this way? Mm-hmm. And I think he just needs more match play. And hopefully he talks with his team and says, hey, you know, it was just a one-off of, like, Dennis just played Mm -hmm. so much better than, you know, normal. To be Mm -hmm. honest, uh, not sliding Dennis, but, I mean... He was so up for it. you know, Mm -hmm. came to play. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think as well, Andy's very honest. I think if he'd have said a very PR answer, like... Well, I'm going to go check with my team and we'll evaluate good footage and stuff. No one would have made anything about it. Classic faded out answer right there. Yeah, yeah, something (laughs) like that. You know, it would have been absolutely perfect, but that's not how he is. That's why we love him. And, um, yeah, like you say, I don't don't foresee him going anywhere. I think, like you say, he's a very honest evaluator of himself and he knows he wants to be much better Mm -hmm. and play a lot better and he still feels that he can. So, um, I I think it was something more like that rather than he's gonna quit in after the Olympics or something. Yeah, I think I think I think quite a lot of people, especially like yeah, in, in, in media circles were very quick to forget what he said after he uh you know, after he won his first round. Like when he won his first round obviously he was like, I'm not going anywhere like <laughs> so um and I think as we all know, yeah, it's exactly right. Andy has a, a, a you know, a track record of, you know, kind of speaking his mind and speaking like in the moment and in terms of like his emotions as well like you know how he's feeling like he he's, he says exactly how he's feeling in that moment you know um like the most famous example is obviously you know uh when in the documentary in his documentary Kim's like yeah he'd given up and then he changed his mind like and he decided yeah. he was going to come back so yeah. um so like Andy does it literally all the time he like changes his mind he flips and flops between how he's feeling and you know he yeah he, he speaks he speaks how he's feeling, doesn't he? So um, you can just imagine like the conversation that went on at home there, can't you? Like he's Kim, like, Kim's yeah, getting ready me. to have him home. Done. Kim's getting ready. <laughs> Kim's like, right, okay. So what we're going to do? Now that you've retired. We're going to renovate. We're going to do this. And um, we're going to sort out the kids' rooms. We're and he's like, work. I think can, I'll just. <laughs> you can turn. You can turn that garage into a gym. And he just finished his cup of tea. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to. I'm just going down the tennis courts. Wait, no, you said you were done. I've been having a think about it. Love. I'm going to just. <laughs> I think I'm just going to get up one more United goal. States, come see me and then go to the US. Ken's like, I've came up for a, I've came up, with, like, no. I've came up with a schedule for you, Andy. Andy's like, Ken's ah. like, I've got a list. I've got a list. <laughs> Honey, do list. No, sorry. Oh, dear. But yeah. And, like, he's such a competitor. He is. First week after he retires, for good, he's going to be playing cards or, yes. you know, playing video games with someone uh-huh. on the internet or absolutely needing to, to feel his competitive. He has to win everything. Yeah. I mean, you know he said, yeah. like, he, he wouldn't mind, like, having a go at being a golf caddy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When he retires, there's no way he's going to be a caddy. He's going to be wanting the one, he's going to be wanting to be the one hitting the balls. He's going to want to win. Like, yeah. if the person he's caddying for isn't winning, he'll be like, mate, <laughs> give me the club and I'll do it for you. Let me yeah. let me do this. Let me do this. <laughs> oh, but um, no, I I'm glad I'm glad that we're all kind of we're all kind of on the on the kind of uh, the 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 same page on 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 what Andy's kind of looking at doing, <laughs> because yeah, there was quite a lot of chit chat about you know like. And it, and it was the same kind of thing that we saw, like, even before this tournament starts. It's like, could this be Andy Murray's last Wimbledon? Could it be? Could it be? It's like, well, we'll find out. Like, let him make up his own mind on what he wants to do, right? So, 
Um, yeah, and I think it, it was a Friday night. It had been a fairly underwhelming match. Yeah. Um, and and an underwhelming day like we had mm-hmm. Dan Evans lose. Mm-hmm. It was a it you know it was a talking point that people had something to talk about. You know, absolutely. When there wasn't a lot of, a lot nothing much else in the tennis world was going on, so yeah, that's that's fairly common. I think. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Speaking of like Dan Evans losing, obviously Cam mm-hmm. Norrie's now out as well. Mm-hmm. Massive shout out to Emma Adekanyu, who is the yes. The, the lone Brit in the singles draw. Absolutely. The, the last British woman standing. Absolutely. Impressive. How amazing has she been? Oh, like crazy. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely. You, like, did, in her last interview, she said, someone's uh, got to be in the second week, and why not me? Yeah. Absolutely. And so I was watching Emma's match against Vandrosova from the first ball to the last, mm-hmm. um, and the crowd did the Mexican wave to, like, <laughs> start the match and like hype up everyone uh-huh, uh-huh. and it was just so good to see people cheering in the stands mm-hmm. and it reminded me of when crowds were allowed yeah. in Acapulco mm-hmm. um, doing the Mexican wave so mm-hmm. it warmed my heart yeah. and got me hyped for Emma yeah. so I'm just so glad that she's you know a star and mm-hmm. she's into the second yeah. week and she's she's so good as well yes. like when you watch her game she's so so talented and I don't think this is a fluke Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, I don't yeah, think this mm-hmm. is going to be like because you know how you, you you every now and again you'll get that player who'll have this outstanding tournament and then they never really do anything else yeah. ever again. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I don't see that with her. I no. I see consistency, mm-hmm. um, and I think she's going to go really far. Like even if to is 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 it tomorrow? Emma plays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so is, even yeah. if yeah. even if she doesn't win tomorrow, I think she's got a very very good chance. Like why not? Mm-hmm. But even if she doesn't win tomorrow, I you know I think we can see we're going to see great things from her. Yeah. And she's only eighteen. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and I think the way she's been managed and like they've not overworked her because mm-hmm. I watched her play in twenty eighteen in the in a twenty five k ITF. Uh, shout out at me being a tennis player <laughs> going to a 25k ITF when she was only 15 years old and she was winning matches oh, wow. and she might have even made the final mm. yeah. of that tournament at 15 mm. but get LTA have managed her quite slowly she's done her full school she's finished her A-levels you know and that's really good I think she's really mature yeah. um, and it, 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 it's, it's obviously no one expected her to, to just bump up no. but in the same way it's not surprising yeah. I think yeah. and, and she's, I think, she's coached by Nigel Sears isn't she yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so yeah. you know See, there's that link there to Andy yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know the and, and, and you know he's like you said there Michael sorry I interrupted you he's a very experienced coach mm-hmm. Um yeah. It's it's yeah it really isn't it isn't a surprise at no. all so no. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what mm-hmm. she what she does in the future now absolutely and she's just she's so lovely as well like mm-hmm. her post match interview on court yesterday I was just blown away by like her humility mm-hmm. and the fact that she just she was just gazing round the court at the crowd in absolute mm-hmm. awe as yeah. if she was like. I can't believe I'm here mm-hmm. when actually, you know, <laughs> you wanted to say to her, Emma, the crowd is looking at you in awe. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you, don't, don't you look at them in awe. They're looking at you in awe. You've earned your place here. And, Absolutely. you know, good on you. Yeah. And, and I also think she can be a really great sort of forebearer for everything that's good about Britain because she comes from a, a very multi-diverse background. Mm-hmm. She's got like, yep. she was born in Canada with Romanian and... Yep. Another nationality which escapes me. Mm-hmm. Um, about her parents were Chinese, Chinese yeah. mom. Chinese, that's it. And I think oh. it's a really great thing about the multi diverse community we have in Great Britain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she could be a real a forebearer for that mm-hmm. because we're all big fans of tennis, but there is there's definitely a diversity problem in tennis. Yeah. And it's great to see a young girl like her come through and she can really be, for the next 15 years, a massive role model for people in this country yeah. Yeah, and someone absolutely. we can be proud of. Fingers crossed, fingers yeah. crossed. She was asked about um, that um, and the diversity aspect um, of how her role models are. Simona Hal, mm-hmm. who's from Romania, mm-hmm. and uh, Lina, of course, who's uh, from China. And so uh, I believe it was Eleanor Crooks that was saying, like, is Lina like an inspiration? Like, the way she plays mm-hmm. is just, it's phenomenal. The way she was hitting winners, mm-hmm. it's, like, I just, I'm incredibly impressed yeah. as she's an 18-year-old and just mm-hmm. 
hitting away. Mm. So, this is a yeah, second professional tournament, a second uh-huh. WTA second. tournament. That's nuts, isn't it? Uh, she played an ITF in Nottingham, 100k, and made the quarterfinals, which made Wimbledon give her a wild card. So yeah. she didn't straight she's into definitely it. definitely earned the wild card. Yeah. Wow, what, what a wild card choice for Absolutely. Wimbledon. Absolutely. They must be sitting rubbing their hands together in glee. The person who suggested her <laughs> as a wild card. <laughs> They'll be getting they'll be getting pulled up every other year now from now on. But right, okay, you need to pick you need to pick wild cards. <laughs> Um, I, I did just like Michael that how you you know like when we first started talking about this, you subtly flex on everyone you were like I was an Emma Raducanu fan before everyone else was <laughs> <laughs> he does that often <laughs> I saw her before to be, to be fair if you're going to ITF matches mm. then you, yeah. you the probably world. are going Little to be pleasure yeah. centre up in the world I think so. like in October 2018 well um, I mean the the first time I saw her play was just last year at Battle of the Brits. So yes, you know, same, same. And yeah. I, I expect that will be the same for a lot of people. I think so. Yeah, like unless, I think unless so. your your name is Michael. <laughs> she she made the quarterfinals of Wimbledon Juniors in okay. twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. yeah. but she lost to the champion. You might have heard of her. She's called Igor Swiatek. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> wow. So and she won the junior title that year as well. So like you say, yeah, um, good pedigree because it was quite a good battle if memory serves me right. Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, everyone knows now but it wasn't it's not a surprise to anyone who's ever watched her she's got mm. all the talent in the world to go to the very top yeah that's fair that's fair um, what did you uh, obviously Emma's the, the big success story of the British players what uh, what did you think you know outside of Andy and Emma what did you think of the other uh, British performances uh, at Wimbledon I watched Cam Norrie play against Alex Bolton round two mm-hmm. um, well, I had a good ticket for that court um, I thought he was impressive. I didn't see an awful lot of Federer match yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, I I really thought he had a better chance of of doing something against Roger than he did. Mm-hmm. I, I mem- correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it might have been his first time ever playing on centre court, <laughs> which cannot is always always a tricky thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I know that personally from watching Caillou and play that she came off and texted me saying she was really nervous yeah. and she didn't play Aww. as well as she wanted to. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's going to affect anyone, um, you know. If you've played on there hundreds of times, like Federer has, you're going to be a bit more comfortable mm-hmm. playing for your first time. Evans, I was, I thought he could do better than that, but um, his grass court form wasn't all that great. No. I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, his warm events, I watched him playing a Nottingham Challenger, and mm-hmm. he had some quite long matches against you know players outside the top 100. Mm. Um, so for someone of his seed, he would have expected him on Cordor. Mm-hmm. He's not the easiest opponent, especially on a grass court, quite tall, big game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on the women's side, um, uh, I was hoping for a bit more from Fran Jones, but she had a really tough round yeah. one against uh, Coco Golf. Yeah. So you know that's yeah. that's, that's tough unlucky because uh, she's got she's got all the talent in the world. Hopefully she'll come back next year with a uh, uh, a better draw, mm-hmm. maybe a slightly higher ranking as well, and. Uh, do more. Katie Bolter was really impressive. Very um, impressive. Number so two good. Seed. Yes, yeah. amazing yeah. to watch. Amazing to watch. I like. I watched the closing stages of it, and I was like, willing or not, like, it's like. Could, I, I was sitting on one of the outside courts. You've ever been to Wimbledon? They sort of mm. uh, overshadowed by centre court, and you could just hear the roars. Yes. Every couple of minutes, when she was, you know, being playing with some really impressive points. Yeah. Uh, again, another really tough draw, mm. getting the number two seed in round two. Mm. Um, but a great experience for her playing on centre court and looking fairly at home on mm-hmm. it. So hopefully, uh, like you say, she's had a really tough couple of years of injuries. If she comes back next year with a full season under her mm-hmm. belt, hopefully she'll be in good stead. Yeah, she's very good. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, fast, yeah. And like you say, Emma, Emma is going to be one really disappointing for everyone listening. Now, I'm assuming we're going to, you know, go Sunday evening, you know, withdrawal of Joanna Conto, mm. which was really unfortunate but yeah a necessity in these times which is which is awful mm-hmm. um but i think that's um that's you know one of the main things it's kind of highlighted is is if you take out one or two names the depth it just isn't quite there yet hopefully mm-hmm. there's a lot of good young players coming through mm-hmm. liam Brody had a tough match against diego schwartzman mm-hmm. that took a set off him yeah. you know yeah. and i've been really impressed by his rise in the last two two to three years mm-hmm. hopefully he oh, yeah. can continue that as well mm-hmm. um and yeah I, I think i think cam cam has a big future uh, at wimbledon because I, I remember when he just came fresh out of college tennis he played 
Nottinghamshire journey just looked like a, a, like a duck on ice or something. Yeah. He wasn't comfortable on the surface. <laughs> he looks so much better now. Yeah. Uh, Alex Bolt, who's a pretty experienced grass court player, mm-hmm. naturally being from Australia, mm-hmm. he um, he made him look very average yeah. in round two. So mm-hmm. tough draw to play Federer, but I think next year he can come back with a lot more confidence yeah. and I would expect to see a bit more from him. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Going back to Fran Jones, I believe Coco said this uh, at the net, um, shaking uh, Fran's hand. Um, Coco said, I was just letting her know, don't let this crush you, um, because matches like this can really hurt or break a player. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to break her. I want her to build on this, and next time when she has a match like this, maybe even against me or against someone else, that she knows what to do Mm -hmm. and come out on top. And I thought that was really smart and really great of Coco. I mean... It shows her age and her maturity, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, for her age. Mm-hmm. It's it's great to see Fran do what she's doing mm-hmm. um, as she can. Um, and going to uh, some doubles players, yeah. of, course, of course, we've got Joe Salisbury, who's still in the men's uh, doubles whoop, whoop. and mixed doubles. So I think Joe Salisbury hit the shot of the tournament. He hit a tweener winner during the match with Rajiv Ram. I think it was on Friday. I was uh-huh. watching a doubles match on a on a opposite court, uh-huh. and it was the biggest roar of the day for that shot from Joe Salisbury. Uh-huh. So I'd see if I can dig it out from somewhere. But that's that's uh, maybe a contender for shot of the tournament. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Tween, tween a winner. Mm-hmm. And he's playing he's playing mixed doubles with Harry Dart, isn't he? Is that right? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good British and they, in did they beat um, Heather Watson and Henry Continent yeah. round once? They've previously won yeah. the tournament mm-hmm. as an experienced pair, so mm-hmm. they could they could go all the way for sure. Yeah. yeah. They have Demi Schurz and Wesley Kulhoff in the next match tomorrow. Um, of course, they're great mixed dubs uh, players, uh-huh. but I think Joe, Joe and Harriet could win it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get like, get on a, on a big court. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Give them on a big court with the crowd behind them. That always, you know, and like you say, that's one thing I'm sure you've noticed on the TV and being there. Mm. You know, I, I think it's louder than it was before, even with not full crowd. Everyone's excited to be out. Everyone's mm. really appreciative. I watched the women's match. Uh, Angelique Kerber against Sarah Subas Tournament. It was three and a half hours for a mm-hmm. three set match, and it was the crowd was going crazy after every point. It was like a five minute standing ovation at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's. So, get the British players on, on a court one or a court two and let, let, let the crowd lift let up loose. Them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. So, uh, so, what's been your. Um, I mean, I imagine it was watching Andy, but like, you know, a bit, t- take that out. What's been, your, what's been your moment? What's been your moment at Wimbledon so far? What's been your match? What's been your. What's been your memory? Well, you're right. Well, that's good, number one for <laughs> sure. I, I, I briefly mentioned it there. The Angelique Kerber versus Sarah Suvis Tunnel was. Mm-hmm. Good variety on show it was a lot, of, you know, great slices, drop shots. I think that's what you can underestimate about grass court tennis, not watching it live, mm-hmm. is how effective a slice can be in the low bounce. Mm-hmm. It's so uh-huh. difficult yeah. to pick up. Yeah. Because um, a lot of preconceptions about, you know, it needs to be fast, the ball, you just need to hit it as hard as you can. But no, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're a crafty player with a lot of variety, um, one of my favourite players I mentioned, she gave me a ticket, Kayuv, and she beat Belinda Bencic, who was ninth seed. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first round, so it was a really big personal highlight mm-hmm. for me. And yeah, just I think the main highlight is being back at Wimbledon after two years, mm. being out of the house after barely leaving it for 15 months, yes. you know. Yeah. You know, it was mm-hmm. the first, it was the first major trip I'd made outside of Leicester, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where, where I live for, for over a year, yeah. you know. And yeah. uh, it, it just, it, you know, I don't want to be, you know, too like uh, not cautious you know because yeah. obviously there's still a pandemic Absolutely. going on but it felt normal mm-hmm. you know it felt like a little taste of what it can be and hopefully um, you know I'm, I'm lucky enough to have both shots and with good vaccine rolling out mm-hmm. and hopefully across the world as well we can get back to that because it just felt like a breath of fresh air literally yeah um, being there mm-hmm. and I think that was probably the highlight was just literally being there yeah that's yeah. fair that's fair like I I, I can't imagine it like it, it, so, so being there like 
you know, obviously, you know, we won't, yeah, like, we won't, we don't want to, like, dive too much into it too much, but, like, you felt entirely safe there, as though it was, like, it was organised. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. You, you just have to trust the process. Sure. Trust the process. You know, mm-hmm. everyone had to take a negative test proof or mm-hmm. 14 day vaccination, um, at least 14 days from the second dose yeah. to, to gain entry. They were very strict on that before going in. They had a lot of people mm-hmm. you know, asking for evidence, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone got a little wristband before they were allowed to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, because of the limited crowd, you, sometimes you're on top of people. Most of the time, you were just with a group of people you wanted to be with. Mm-hmm. You know, there was enough space that people could move up. You could Lock have a little bit of space to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that was what was the really nice thing about it is Wimbledon's great, but when it's really full, especially before the show court start at one o'clock, it can be very hard to walk around and move around. Yeah. With a, with a 50% crowd, it was almost like a perfect to not be too dead. Yeah. But you could get to wherever you wanted to go. You could buzz around mm-hmm. all the outside courts if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, um, I, I didn't feel any sort of ill effects from it, you know, and I hope um, everything, got all the data that comes out from it is really positive as well, because yeah. I think it would be, it would be a, a really big achievement. Okay. Okay. I, I must admit, selfishly, when I saw that they were um, increasing capacity to 100% from, is it from the quarterfinals? Yeah, yeah from so, Tuesday yeah. onwards, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, thought... See, I, I hate, hate big crowds of people. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't deal well with them. I just don't like feeling like I've got people, like, on my shoulders. Yeah. Um. So when Scott and I went to Nottingham, it was mm-hmm. absolutely perfect for me because it was, it was like, 25% capacity. Yeah. And so Scott and I are going down to Wimbledon mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah. Um, is it for the men's semis? Yeah. yeah, so we've, we've just got grounds passes. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was, like, I've been looking at the, the crowd sitting on the hill watching the big screen i'm like that looks perfect because they're they're nicely spaced out there's not too many people there i've got a feeling we're going to just like get some big get some big towels and just sit and chill out yeah. and i'm like oh what no it's what it's going to be 100 capacity like am i going to need to be like sitting next to random you know it is, but, like, it is but it's only on the main courts i believe i think it's only on center and court one okay so, so think, not uh, not necessarily okay like ground passes, passes. Yeah, yeah, right. right. yeah that makes me feel a lot better because i'm just not prepared for that <laughs> no, i'm the same i'm a big guy yeah anyone who's met me now i'm a big guy. i'm like six foot four yeah you know quite, quite very easy to spot on tv as i found out mm. this week um, so I, I was like having a little bit of space around, you know, if there's a spare seat, I'd take it. I also went to Nottingham early and even you guys, mm-hmm. and I felt the same way, mm-hmm. you know, when they had everyone spaced mm-hmm. out, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, I, I completely get where you're coming from with that one. But, uh, yeah, yeah hopefully, it's, hopefully it's, it'll it'll the, the one good thing that came out of the pandemic for me is social distancing, it's great. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, don't, don't stand too close to me, please. <laughs> get away, get away from me. Um, but uh, is this is this the uh, is this a part uh, is this a part of the episode where we ask for predictions or is there is there anything else we wanted to cover before predictions? I'd, I'd quite like predictions? to hear some predictions. Do you reckon? Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. Come on then. Come on then, Michael. What are you thinking? Right. So we'll go ATP first. Yeah. I I if I don't say Djokovic, I'm just going to be wrong. So I'm going to say Djokovic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just, just not going to happen. Uh, you're going to be wrong. Uh, and for the, for the bottom off. I'm not going to say Federer. I'm going to say Medvedev. Okay. Ooh, Medvedev, interesting, interesting. And and for the WTA, everyone basically, I think I saw a stat today. I think since the end of the Australian Open, the seven players who've won the most matches mm-hmm. are still in the mm-hmm. tournament. Yeah. All the informed players are still there, so it can make it a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Angie Kerber. She's in decent form. Won a grass court title mm-hmm. the week before as well. Yeah. Maybe. The only thing would be if it takes a little. It took a little bit out of her physically playing the week before, mm-hmm. but I, I'm going to go her, and then uh, I'm going to say the last year's French Open champion Iga Swiatek. She there was a bit of um and ah in about whether she could play on grass mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't play well in Eastbourne, but she's a former junior champion and she's she looked imperious in round three. She dropped one game. Yeah. So I yep. think I'm gonna I'm gonna take her. That's that's my final prediction. And for the winners, I'll say Djokovic and Swiatek. I'm gonna take Iga and Angie too. Um, I'm going to. Uh, I. I honestly, with a lot of my uh, friends that are Angie fans, I, I want to take Angie. So 
So that would be I like she's my favorite player left in the draw. So yeah, I'm yeah, agree with yeah. Like Peter. So, uh-huh. um, on the men's side, <clears throat> I, I think uh, <laughs> it's going to be either Berrettini um, or Medvedev yeah. or Federer. I, I, I would prefer Berrettini um, or Federer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to jinx either. Um, <laughs> I'll say Mateo. Okay. Um, no jinxing. Uh, um, and on the other half, uh, oh come on, Peter. We can come say. On. I mean, Corda's doing well. Like, I mean, Shapovalov. Shapovalov. Let like. If his sister is number one in golf, like why can't he be number watch, one? Watch, watch, watch Peter in a like, completely different sport. Watch Peter like yeah. you know driving between all the obstacles to avoid the inevitable. Saying his name. Um, I mean, Novak could win this. I mean, he's won it a couple could, of times before. I don't know how many. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, I, I mean, there's always a chance for anyone else to win. There is. I mean, it's mm-hmm. There is. Like, but, nothing is what's your prediction, Peter? So, my prediction is, <laughs> if I had to bet... Yes. On and you do, you do. Which I don't like to bet but, on sports, but. because, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> it would be Novak yeah. versus Berrettini, which I would prefer, okay. I think. Um, I would like to see that yeah, final. To bet. Yeah. That would be a cool um, And yeah. then to win, uh, I, it's a toss up. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm not. It's, it's not. Like it's not. It's not. You can really. get off the fence. It's not at all. Awesome at all. In this place, but okay. Uh, Claire, do you want to come before me? <laughs> I'm. 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 I'm actually. I'm. I'm going the same as Peter here. Okay. And with a Berrettini, Djokovic final. Love to see that. But yeah. I'm going to be decisive and say that the winner will undoubtedly be Novak Djokovic <laughs> because he's a machine. Yes, he um, is. Like he's. He, he's just. Jockfish. Gotta deal with the devil. Jockfish just—he's not aging. He's not aging. He's not aging at all, is he? Like you—you see, you—you can see small signs of it. Small things. He's got a few more wrinkles around his eyes. Yeah, and maybe a couple of wee flecks of grey in that like jet black hair around his temples. Yes, he does. That is literally the only indication that he Mm -hmm. is older now than what he was when he first won the Australian Open in two thousand and eight. Like the guy is insane. So um, I just can't see. After he was put in his egg pot. I mean, uh, <laughs> listen, the magic water is clearly pizza. working for him. Uh, I mean, we, we might all laugh, but clearly, there's yeah. something. Clearly. You, know, you know the yeah. saying, there's something in the water. I mean, like, clearly there is. Jockfish has discovered it. Jockfish has discovered it. So, like, yeah, I just can't see, I can't see anyone, can't see anyone getting past him. That's fair. And yeah. for the women, um, I'm not, hmm. I can't, I can't quite call it. It's so open. I, th- I can't. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would like. I, li- I really like Ash Barty. I would like That's to fair. see. I would like to see her win mm-hmm. again. Uh-huh. Um, but I can't call who, who'll be in the final with her. Just, yeah. I, it's it's such the the women's draw is just so, open. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I had high hopes pinned on paths. And she let me down. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were quite excited. So, for you were quite yeah, excited. that's another player who could go really far is Karolina Mukova, who beat Pavs. Yeah. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. she's a core quarter finalist, I think, here in the past mm-hmm. uh, two years ago, and that's when she was kind of breaking out. So yeah, kind of yeah. yeah, she yeah. she could definitely make a run too. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm finding it interesting with her. I don't know if you've um, paid any attention to it at all, Michael, or last woman standing competition. Mm. Um, I've seen a little bit of it on Twitter, yeah. and yeah. and I'm finding it quite interesting the Intriguing, way that people are. People, they're, they're, you know, they're going, they've not learned their lesson from no. last time. They're going strategically. Mm-hmm. And it was the same in the French Open. Everyone went strategic with their picks. No one picked Nadal because everyone thought Nadal was getting to the final. Yes. And then he got bombed out. Yeah. Um, and everyone had already picked Djokovic mm-hmm, at that mm-hmm. point. So they so had they to pick... Yeah. You had to pick seats pass. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of starting to see this pattern developing again, especially as we get further in, and there's still you know there's still a lot of people in the competition, so the the choices for tomorrow are interesting. Pretty right? interesting. Yeah, they yeah, are. They we've, are. We've got a, a lot of people are back in keys. Yeah. Um, tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I have to say, I watched Victoria Golubichu keys plays. She beat 
she won I think maybe 12-10 in the first third set in the first round yeah she's she's playing great with a great backhand mm-hmm. Madison Keys is playing great but yeah. I think if you look I'm yeah. not a huge betting guy but I looked at the odds and almost every women's round four match is very even. Interesting. I, I, there's yep. no, there's so no big favour in any yeah. of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. every, every matchup is intriguing yeah. in its yeah. own way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I, Ash, Yash Barty against Barbara Kachikova, yeah. you know, the last, you know, Roland Garros champion from three three weeks ago. I mean, it's, it's some incredible matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. And I, I, I agree with you, Michael. I think um, the match with, with Keys and, and Golbich will be... Very interesting, mm. and if if uh, if Golovich wins, we're going to see a ma- <laughs> <laughs> massive drop in the numbers of people in the competition yes, tomorrow. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, my uh, my 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 prediction, I guess predictions, I guess for the two singles titles. Uh, final is going to be. Shapovalov. Djokovic. It's going to be Djokovic. And um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think Berrettini. Uh, every, people have been hyping him as a possible, like a real, real possible winner of this entire event. Um, I, I, I'm guessing mainly because, you know, he really showed his grass court form at Queens, obviously. Um, I, I, I don't think he has. I personally, I don't think he has a backhand required to really beat Novak. I don't think in the final. Like, yeah. watch him prove me wrong. Watch him prove me wrong. But I don't, I don't, I don't think he could. So I think, I think that's that's going to be, you know, that that that's going to be final. And Djokovic will win it. Um, the women's, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so hard to call. It is. It is. Um, I'll go. Where? Do you guys think Coco's ready? No. I, 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 I thought she so. played very impressively when I watched her yesterday. Yes. Mm-hmm. But she made a few too many double faults in a couple of areas. Interesting. And if she gets past Angie in round four, I think she can win a tournament. You think? I don't see her getting past this next match. No, no. But I could be completely right. So you think you think you think that match could really be like the two? I think I think if she beats the player of Kerber's grass court pedigree on centre court, mm-hmm. you know, in in round four Wimbledon, she can win the whole tournament for sure. Wow. Yeah, see, I, I don't think she'll get past Kerber tomorrow, but yeah, um, yeah I, I actually, don't, actually yeah. Michael, I agree with you. If she if she beats Kerber, then. That's yeah. a massive, massive... I'll, I'll go rolling the dice then. I'll go with Coco to win it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll nice. go with Coco to w- win the entire event. Like, uh, like what, what age is Coco? <laughs> 17. <laughs> you know what? You know what? If that happened, would that not be absolutely legendary? What age was what age was Becker when he won it? Like 17, I think. Yeah, guys, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, I'm feeling. Well, like. I mean, no, I mean, there's been younger. Martina Hingis Martin, was yeah, younger. Martina Hingis. Oh, what she age was, was 16. Oh, 16. She was 16 in X amount of days. I think Coco, I think Coco can do it. I think. I, I feel like... I'd I like to like see Emma do it. Imagine yeah, why not? If it, imagine, imagine, why not, eh? I mean, imagine I think she could definitely win. Do you reckon? Yeah. I think Tom Janovic for sure is 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 a favourable matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She's a great great player, but uh, sometimes she's she's been known to fluff a little bit from leading positions. Yeah, Halepin this year's Australian Open, she led five two and lost mm-hmm. and in the third set. Mm-hmm. I think, and I mean Sasteya played brilliantly, and Emma made her look quite average. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. I think she could beat anyone. Interesting. Why not? Interesting, but you're 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 sticking with Barty. Though. Sticking yeah, Barty. I'm going to stick. I'm okay. going to stick with Barty. I, I I think I just think she's such an excellent player. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Very natural think, grass courts yeah. as well. Do you know much about Simsonova? Uh, yeah, I know a little bit about. It. I watched her play in Nottingham in twenty nineteen, and she, I have to say, physically, she's changed. She's she's got she's so strong. From when oh. I've seen her play at Wimbledon, I've seen her play versus Jessica Pagula in round two. And mm-hmm. she's got massive arms, biceps, her legs are just so jacked. She's so physically strong. I, I managed to catch a little bit of a match against Sloane Stevens. Yeah, um, and I one of my friends was there for most of it. And I think what was most impressive was her like mental maturity. Mm-hmm. She's got a great game. She's got a, yeah. 
she reminds me a little bit of watching Maria Sharapova, mm-hmm. you know, in her mm-hmm. pomp, mm-hmm. with a big backhand, a big forehand, big strike tennis. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the crowd was mostly rooting for Sloan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and she and she made a few like quips to the crowd, but she didn't really let it affect her. Yeah. And like you say, on an absolute roll. And if you look at her Berlin title, people can win, you know, titles at that level, but you might play maybe one top twenty player or one mm-hmm. top ten player. She played you know, top quality opponents in every single round of that tournament. And like you say, she's not had an easy run to the round four either. So it, she's a really intriguing prospect. You know, you, she's kind of one of those where you like, surely it has to stop at some yeah. point, you know, yeah. that run. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, if, if she's, she's got a very high risk, high reward game. And it's all, it's all firing and all cylinders at the minute. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so those are our predictions. Um, was there anything else that we felt that we wanted to mention? Peter, you, Peter, Peter, you look like you're thinking, yeah, on you go, fire away. I, yes, I just got uh, another Castor shirt in the mail, uh-huh. and I got a lookbook as well, uh-huh. seeing all of their products. Yeah. So, as we are the Andy Murray-centric podcast, of course we have uh, bought a few articles of clothing from Castor, mm-hmm. the highest quality sportswear. In the world. <laughs> so, as a disclaimer, this is what they say. That's what they say. Uh, but this is not a paid promotion by Castor. But if you sounds like it, <laughs> we wish it was. And so exactly. inclined to outfit the Team Murray Musings hosts with your sportswear or sponsor <laughs> us, it'd be appreciated by all of us. <laughs> and, and also guys if you could do some amc um gear designed specifically for women that would be fantastic. yes yes i should have i would love that Absolutely. i would buy it i mean i don't know if i'd pay 195 pounds for it but i'd probably buy it eventually yeah fair, fair, <laughs> after four fair, days reasonable, reasonable. Um, that, that was like me in the uh, wimbledon shop this week oh yeah like Oh my god! I really yeah, like can, a Ralph. Yeah. I we, like a Ralph Lauren. So I really yeah, can like we talk it. About am I going to buy some places? <laughs> am I going to buy it? It's, I was I was going to do a tweet uh, about say on here. Mm-hmm. Going to Wimbledon, you always go to the shop, and it's always you look at something you really like it. You're like, oh, I can't really justify that, and then you just buy it anyway. Yeah. Everyone does anyway. Mm-hmm. I bought a jumper and a t-shirt mm-hmm. from Ralph Lauren. Oh, no, My bank account is crying. Yeah, it's breaking right down. now. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, I'm going to look cool. Feeling the pain. Me. Feeling the pain. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually really glad that you brought up the Wimbledon shop because mm. I weather weather depending for when mm. Scott and I go down on Friday, I wanted to be like really extra and go in like my Wimbledon whites. Yeah. So I've got like a really nice white dress that I wanted to wear. Obviously, if it's pouring rain, I'm going to need a plan B. But I was thinking it's a nice sunny day to wear my nice white dress and I really want the classic Wimbledon Panama hat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a look online and it nearly died at the price of a straw hat, £95. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I should just buy one from eBay for like £100. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, um, uh, put a purple ribbon on it and call it a day. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the green and purple, <laughs> easy. <laughs> <laughs> get a little cray, a little cray. Just colour it in. It'll be fine. It'll be all uh... I'd say, I'd say, a lot of people always have a preconception about Wimbledon when you go. It's expensive. In general, it's actually not. Mm. Considering other tournaments I've been to, the food is, you know, on is cheaper than some di- different sporting venues I've been to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the g- g- shop is is got one place where it does hit you in the back You're pocket. Like, it really does. Maybe not there. <laughs> well, I saw like the umpire jackets mm. were like seven hundred and ninety five pounds. A ridiculous like, I really man. Like them, but, oh. yeah. they do look cool though. They, they, <laughs> they the umpires are the coolest looking umpires. Yeah, they, I have to say. Yeah. they are badass. They are badass. So again, if an umpire is listening to us right now, and, and you want to donate your jacket, donate another, <laughs> please your feel jacket, free. That'd be great. Uh, we could just hang on the wall here at Murray Newsman's HQ. I'd be wearing it. I'd I didn't get a towel out. either. Uh-huh. Normally, I can snag a towel off a player, could have but I was not paying full price for one this year. That'd be sick. That'd be very cool. Um, yeah. Michael, you know, while 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 we still have you here, um, if you could um, possibly, you know, since you're best friends with all the players, 
Um, if you could um, mention to them about coming on Murray Musings HQ, that'd be great. Uh, coming on into Murray Musings and uh, doing a wee episode with us, that'd be fab. Um, I mean, so you you, you just... can you can come as well, Michael. If if that's yeah, yeah I suppose you can come back. I'll definitely come back. I've really enjoyed it here. That, that I'm you, definitely going to come back. You have to be along. We would be delighted to have you back <laughs> as well. Yeah. We certainly would be. We certainly would be. And um, yeah, thank you so much, Michael, for coming on in and telling us about. I've got to say, this is I, I've done two two things this week. Mm-hmm. I went. Via Viral in Mexico mm-hmm. after uh, yeah, the worries. Wh- wh- <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise that. Yeah, how did that come about? How did you realise that? So happened? basically, I got one of my friends, Liz, who lives in Monterey, Mexico. She came to Wimbledon in 2019 with mm-hmm. me. And it's her team, and I really like the jersey, so I bought one. And I was just wearing it because I liked it. And it, I got caught on camera at Andy's match. Mm-hmm. And someone, like, it was like some like CNN news reporter in Mexico took a picture and put like shout outs of a kind of tigress shirt. <laughs> That's and then people found me from it and it, it just spiraled out of control. I gained like nine hundred followers. I got asked by a Mexican TV station to go on and record a video for them. Oh and it was good. So this is the best one for sure. Much better than the Mexican TV station. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael, this is your this is your chance to like some of the some of your new fans might be listening in today. So exactly. Like, we could get some we get some new uh-huh. listeners to Gamori Musings podcast. Absolutely, sure, absolutely. So you know, if if any of you guys are listening thank you very much for tuning in and, and please keep it up we'll get Michael back if, we, if it requires Michael to come in every single episode we'll, we'll make it happen <laughs> Michael you don't get an option now. You'll, you'll, you'll be up front you'll be up front um, but no no thank you thank you again Michael honestly for, for, for yeah, it's been a blast now. it's been a lot of fun and um, yeah I guess we'll wrap up there then folks shall we uh, thank you very much folks for listening to yet another episode of Murray Musings um, another another week of Wimbledon beckons this time without Andy Murray there but that's okay it'll still be it'll still be a good tournament won't it guys we've still, be- still got a Murray right we've still got Jamie Murray yeah. Yeah. Still going. Indeed. Jamie's Indeed. still there mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no no Andy but Jamie's still Jamie's still kicking back so that's good so we'll we keep love an Jamie. Eye. But, well, yeah. <laughs> we love Jamie we do we do um so yeah thank you very much for listening guys uh i've been scott she's been claire he's been peter and the star of the show has of course been michael thank you very much guys goodbye thanks guys bye see you everyone bye Bye.